Blunt Force Gamers. You are whatever muddies the white. I'm killing Steve Shives. I am so blue ball on fucking EA right now. It means hold on, fuck. Durr. Pay me rent, bitch. Hey! I paid for a cooler, you fucker! Ready. Hello. Feeling tired at the gaming table? Unsure if your game needs inspiration? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Now there's a podcast untamed by political correctness that may bring your game some added invigoration, whether it is video gaming, tabletop gaming, or card gaming. Each episode may contain unusual amounts of truth, logic, opinions based on personal experiences, half-assed insights, and random bullshit. The BFG podcast is not recommended for children under 18, nor for children over 18, and is not suitable for those who are nursing, pregnant, recently pregnant, or for those who can get others pregnant. Each episode may also contain crude and or puerile humor, humor of a racist, sexist, nihilist, ableist, jingoist, ageist, or fatalist commentary. Warning. Excessive listening to the podcast may cause the following conditions. Tremors, sweating, facial twitching, premature ejaculation, pustulant tumors, nausea, headaches, dizziness, swelling in the left kneecap, lucid dreaming, daydreaming, night terrors, involuntary convulsions, a condition known as sausage fingers, spontaneous rectal combustion, autoerotic asphyxiation, an unusual desire to befriend parasitic space monsters, Bigfoot sightings, and uncontrollable face palming. Lactation is known to occur in both men and women. Do not listen to BFG if you suffer from any of the following conditions. Social justice whining, passive aggressive hippie syndrome, high speed battles with a nexus 6, table flipping rage quitting, or diagnosed as having no sense of humor. Ask your doctor if asking your doctor is right for you. All right and welcome everybody. This is the Blunt Force Gamers podcast here with the long-awaited episode with the Hooligoons. I am Darth Blasphemous, your host, along with... Goblin himself. Sup? <laughs> We're the Hooligoons. I'm Mind the Villain. Lex Lingo. From Rittenau, Washington. Yeah. Washington? Washington. Rittenau, Washington. Washington. From Ritten, Washington. We call it Rittenau, Washington. I don't know. We're from Washington. <laughs> Washington. I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as aforementioned in prior episodes, we're here with our friends, the Hooligoons, to talk about their new album and generally anime, gaming, any kind of stuff they've been involved with and fandoms and such. I actually saw their show not that long ago. It was a great set. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead and take it away, guys. Um, our debut album right now is uh, called out. It's on SoundCloud. You can find it on SoundCloud. We got a couple videos on YouTube. It's called Wave Pool. That was our debut album. Um, after that, we're actually working on a Dragon Ball Z-based mixtape style project. We're going to see tapes. Yeah, Z-tapes. 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 <laughs> um, like and we, we've been like uh, kicking around like 80 different names for this thing. I think we're just running with the Z-tapes now. <laughs> the most basic part of it. But uh, Wavepool is available at uh, SoundCloud.com yep. slash Hooligoons Music. And then YouTube, jump on there, look up Hooligoons. It's going to auto-correct you to Hooligans. And you have to be like, no, I really meant to search Hooligoons. And then it'll go ahead and actually pull our videos and shit up like that. How can we swear? Is that cool? Yeah. 
Oh, can you swear? Fuck. You know, I, I, I fucking should have said this in the beginning that we, we do try to tone down the goddamn swearing a bit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no shit, dude. Um, no, feel free. <clears throat> at no point did I mean to say ducking. I meant to say hula goons on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> goddamn it, goons! <laughs> but yeah, we got these E-tapes. Um, that's going to drop. I'm not 100% sure yet. When I finally stop trying to nitpick on absolutely every detail of it is when it's going to drop. Because like, I've been mixing it and mastering it. And like it's turned me into a crackhead about it. I end up listening to like one 10-second loop a thousand times just to like, oh, I'm going to switch this one. He says, ah! A little louder than I want it to be. Like, so I'm going to turn that down for an hour. And so I've been doing that. But I'm hoping, like, uh, right at the end of the year is what we're hoping for. December. I'm trying to get, like, winter release. Everybody get nice and cozy with their girlfriends or their boyfriends. <laughs> listen to Dragon Ball Z. Right? Listen to Dragon Ball Z, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So when this drops, is it going to be, like, mega fire? I mean, will I be able to throw your album at somebody else and actually, like, light them up? Well, it'd be one of those things where you play it in your car and your car just ignites. Yeah, Ignite. spontaneous combustion. I think would be the word. It's actually honestly super vibey. Like it's an extra wavy album. Um, you're gonna spend a lot of time coasting with it, or you could party with it. It's really weird like that. It's really weird. All of our music is like that. It's very like you could sit and listen to it, and there's actual lyrical content sometimes, or there's like super party crazy tracks, and they might be the same track. It all depends at the volume you play it. I mean, yeah. with that sample you guys gave me, I've been using that in my car for, what, about a month or two now. And I gotta say, there are definitely certain tracks that are I prefer listening to when I drive, and some of them I'll, I have on my phone, and I'll just put on when I'm trying to work out or when I'm at work. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. I'm glad to hear you're listening to that. It's always nice to hear the people actually slap the things we listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's played it meticulously and relentlessly in the car. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Like, check this out. They're going to play it down in Seattle. Check this out. And I'm like, okay, dude. I'm trying to mix and match my own stuff right now. I don't need other people's sound, like invading my sound. Yeah. Then they'll blame me for stealing their sound. I got to do the same thing. I, like when we're working on projects and things, I don't really listen to other music and stuff like that. So I know definitely what you mean by that. That's the part that's been fucked up because we've been working on this project for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on like a no music bins trying to be like good about it, but no, nah, that didn't work. And it's not even that long of a project. Yeah, no, it's, it's like an eight track project, but it's super focused in. It's yeah. gonna, we didn't want to have any bullshit. I feel like on our last album, we were like, yo, we're making fucking ballads. We're doing this, and like every single song is like nine minutes long. It's yeah. so like this one, we're like, all right, let's uh, calm down and like focus it all in. So it's like eight short, sweet tracks, right to the point. But it's cool because like everyone kind of makes you want to go back and listen to it again. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a nice uh, thing about a short song. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But this shit's live. Okay. We got everything on there. Topics ranging from like we got a song called Hyperbolic Time Chamber. Yeah. It's about weed. Sure. We got a song called Cause It's Kill. It's about weed. <laughs> we got. <laughs> oh, well, it sounds definitely like you guys are from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Not just all my verses about weed. Like, if you want to listen to, like, content stuff, that's why Jeremy's here. Jeremy's, like, the content guy. I'm the guy, like, sing and do, like, swag noises. Swag noises. I'm like, hey, yeah. Okay. It works, though. <laughs> it works. It works. He's not, it's not, like... It's not as obnoxious as the, the new school stuff. It is. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> but in but, the best way. But then also, we got, I mean, we got songs on there also, like Sin Bean. Oh, yeah. That's 
not really about weed. It's literally about sensu beans. But I don't know. It's in a more realistic set. You know what I mean? Like things yeah. that you actually go through. You know what I mean? You know, after a long night of drinking, how nice would it be to have a fucking sensu? I don't know how much you guys know about nerdcore rap. Okay. Um, a fair bit. Okay. Well, okay. I try to record techno, so you're gonna have to explain. Same thing. Same thing. It's just, but the rap is like cornier, and everyone sucks at it. And so it's like I'm trying to avoid making a nerdcore album with this. Like we, it is basically a nerdcore album. Like yeah. it could easily be called nerdcore. It's very nerd reference heavy. There's, it's all about fucking Dragon Ball Z. Every single song, like every beat, is sampled out of Dragon Ball Z. Our producer A Hop that we yeah. worked with on this one is a super cool guy. He destroyed these beats. They're fucking great. Um, basically, what the fuck was I talking about? I shouldn't smoke that weed right before I came up here. Uh, you were talking about. Nerdcore rap. Oh yeah, nerdcore rap. We were really trying to avoid making that style of album though, because it's really like when you get in there and you're like, "My name is Vegeta. I shoot lasers. I wear sweet armor. Look at me, haters! Like it's garbage. Like that's and hell, that's nerdcore rap. So like we made like a good album of listenable music, and like you could honestly know nothing about Dragon Ball Z and slap every one of these songs. Just like they have really weird lingo. Yeah. Like I don't you know, know what I, the I, fuck I, they're talking about, but I love this. <laughs> I was just thinking, Matt, I might just cut that little bit out of you doing that just mini rap and just throw that into like one of my dubstep mixes. Just <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, throw that on that. That would be fire. I actually really enjoy like a, a lot of nerd music, like especially like the metal, like nerd metal, oh, super yeah. dope, uh, nerd techno and stuff like that, super dope. Anything like beat wise, made of like video game old school music, love that shit. Like that was all my early music was like cut from like NES games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the eight bit stuff. Yeah, you gotta do that. That's where you gotta start as like a nerd person starting into music and I was like, okay, I like rap. Obviously I'm gonna stick these fucking kung fu beats in there. Mm -hmm. dun, 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 dun. I mean that beat was trash though. I still have that beat and it was like super trash. That's the nice thing. Going back and looking at your older work and realizing that you sucked really bad. And seeing how much you've improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, hopefully, yeah, if you stuck with it. you know, yeah. As long as you stuck with it, you can be like, oh, yeah, but look where I am now. <laughs> well, the first draft is always crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I mean, even with our first album, like, what do we record? Seven songs and then scrap all seven and mm -hmm. make a completely new album? Yeah. Like, is once you, once you kind of figure out what direction you're going, you know, you can kind of sweep all the other stuff to the side. It's not that it's bad music, but... Then you listen to the Waveful project, it definitely has a feel throughout the whole project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the first couple songs that we were kind of cutting were really, they were good songs, but they were just songs. You know what I mean? They, they weren't cohesive at all. And then once we started kind of getting into the sound that became the Waveful project, you could kind of see it like every time we would record, we'd still kind of have the same kind of feel to the music. And then before we know it, we're like, okay, well, every time we're getting in the studio, we're getting that same feel and kind of just riding off the same wave. And then you get this wave pool project where you listen to the whole thing and it's all got one feel. But it's kind of the same way with the uh, the Z-Tapes project. Like we recorded a couple songs with that and we sat down and listened to it and we were just kind of like, nah, this isn't really what we want to do. So we went back and kind of redid some of the songs or whatever. And then once we kind of took a step back and kind of went through and rewrote a lot of the stuff, uh, we just got a lot better of a product at the end, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was more Hula Goons music than it was just a Dragon Ball Z mixtape, you know what I mean? Because we definitely have a, set, a certain sound that we kind of, that you can tell when you hear a Hula Goon song, it's kind of got this, this swaggy wave to it, you know what I mean? I it's, call it underwater space music. Yeah, underwater space music. <laughs> 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 you see, I'm like, we need to make some underwater space music, you don't got that wavy little vibe to it, yeah. too many high tones. <laughs> so, it's, it's nice because the Z-Tapes came out, it's a completely different concept than the wave pool is, but at the same time, it's still got that underwater space music kind of sound to it, you know what I mean? The, the it's got our signature sound. on it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got, got the, the stamp on it, sound, for sure. Right? So, yeah, it's not just you guys doing a cover of Dragon Ball Z stuff, it's you guys taking Dragon Ball Z and saying, well, 
We'll see if this breaks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty it's more like, yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of breaking it and throwing it all over ourselves. Mm. Eating it and throwing it up. Because, yeah. mm. like, we kind of made it our own. Every single little thing is, like, a funny little play on what uh, what the world of Dragon Ball Z could be and is to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, and now it's the listeners get to visualize a handful of musicians <laughs> rolling around in a pool of regurgitated Dragon Ball Z on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's like a pile of DVDs or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just rubbing it all over themselves. You know? That's how we conceptualize this album, okay. for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so something so you guys have made a Dragon Ball Z album but if you guys were to branch out what are some other what you would consider nerdy fandoms that you guys are a part of and really kind of influence some of your guys' stuff I mean I mean really every, everything we do everything we do is influenced pretty heavy by nerd shit at least on my end like all I do is sit around and watch anime smoke shit tons of weed play video games like that's about my life lately I calm down I used to be crazy and wild and stuff and then I calmed down and I was like, damn, I need to go back to when I was like nine years old and doing the smart things. But I just added hella weed on top of that. So like, bam, 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 level up, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, my favorite thing is I'm, a, I'm an anime crackhead, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know too many rappers who do anime rap way better than me to want to jump into that realm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just know guys like, uh, look up Ashina in your spare time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this motherfucker is the hardest anime rapper you'll ever hear in your whole life. Look at, like, Richie Branson. Yeah. Richie Branson. Like, uh, Maverick the Ronin. Yeah. These yeah. guys are super good, man. Yeah, All these guys, they, just, they, kill, they kill that kind of shit way harder than I ever could, yeah. so I don't even really try at that shit. The whole Nakama Squad's pretty good. The whole Squad's Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be kind of fun, you know, to try to challenge someone like that with one of the more goofy animes, like Chobits. Oh, God. Or Azumanga. <laughs> be like, do a hardcore rap on Azumanga. We'll see <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I would always end up coming off corny trying to do that. So we more talk about life stuff in our music, but I always have little like references tossed in. I'm also big on my comic books and stuff like that. Um, I'm heavy into image comic books right now. Right on. Um, like super heavy into them. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Seven to Eternity. Yeah. That's like my favorite comic book right now. Rick Remender is like my favorite comic book writer right now. This dude, like anything he writes, he's like the most amazing world builder you'll ever fucking, mm-hmm. like anything. Tokyo Ghost. Fucking, uh, what the fuck else did I just read? Low. Uh, Seven to Eternity. Like all these things are just amazing fucking comic books. And it's like the world building that this dude creates is just nuts. And all of them are like small runs so far. There's nine issues mm-hmm. of Seven to Eternity right now. And he's already created this fucking enormous world that, like, I mean, bigger than most people would create. Like, bigger than the DC universe, you know? He's created a world that seems more alive than anything that DC or Marvel has ever done, and it's in a fucking eight-comic run. It's just like, this dude is a fucking genius. I think uh, they had put something out of his for uh, Free Comic Book Day. It was like, he got a little tidbit, a couple things, Mm. but... um... I wouldn't be surprised. I think that was in, like, that big image, like, sampler Mm -hmm. book thing. I didn't get a copy this year. Woke up late. Also, love me some Saga, some Outcast, some uh, The Walking Dead, you know, the classics. Couldn't get into Spawn. Walking Dead. Are you serious? Uh, by the time I found it, there was so much hype around it, it just soured. Oh, uh, see, I, I got into it like when there was one trade out. It was like the very first trade was out, and I was like, I just happened to read it, and I was like, damn, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I, I'm being the old bastard that I am. I've been zombied out for decades. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like Robert Kirkman changed the way that comics were written in that era of time. Like, he brought comic books back almost single-handedly. 
Like, this guy, comic books were dying. Every comic book shop that I know from my childhood is closed, except for the one I go to right now. And, um, like, they're just fucking dying. Nobody buys books anymore. They're getting on their fucking shit and reading that shit for free or getting it digital, you know? Yeah. And then there was the problem with the prices going up because uh-huh. DC did what I think was the best move and they drove the line at nine uh, two ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. They brought all their shit back down. But I mean, honestly, their books aren't even worth two ninety nine for the most part these days. And the same thing with fucking Marvel comics. They're trash. They're fucking trash. Well, it was like trash. the bullshit they pulled back in the uh, late 90s is they were basically trying to sell... Dude, we're selling you money is what they were doing. And dude, everything was like reading the comics feels exactly the same as late 90s comics. Like, reading a Marvel comic now, it reads like a fucking late 90s Marvel comic. Like, Iceman, I'm gonna jump out and use my ice powers. And then, I'm Wolverine, I'm invincible. My name is Magneto and you cannot stop me. Like, everyone's just like calling out their names and what they're doing. And just like, that's the comic book. Wow, like, just great like WWF, man. Yeah. <laughs> really, I thought they all became Pokemon at that point. I'm going to say my name a dozen times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wolverine! <laughs> that would be fucking sweet, though. Human Torch, use Flame Splash. On the exact opposite note, I, I don't read comic books. He's way too cool, bro. I, 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 just, I just never got into it. I've never been big, like, people wouldn't call me a nerd, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants to so. smoke cigarettes and do hood shit. No, I I don't know. I never really got into it. The only thing, like Dragon Ball Z, I kind of have a tie to because, like, when I was young, my dad used to watch Dragon Ball Z. So, like, that was the cartoon that my dad would watch that I could sit down and watch with him. And I was like, where did you find this stuff? You know what I mean? So, like, uh, that's that was like my tie to Dragon Ball Z. But, like, video games and things like that, I play video games every once in a while. I play Mm -hmm. video games at his house. You know, if I'm sitting at his house and we're just chilling, I'll play a little bit. But uh, I'm not really. I don't really read comic books and things like that. You can't read. I can't read. Um, but at the but at, but at the same time, like you're kind of, I'm kind of just pulled into the scene because I have so many friends that do do that. Like yeah. I didn't realize how many friends I had that were game testers. Like yeah. when I first when I first moved back to Washington State, how close you are to Redmond? Come like, on. Everybody's testing. Like, like what do you do for a living? Oh, I test games. Like all you guys play video games for a living? Like what the <laughs> fuck? You know? So, but I just I don't know. I just never really got into it. I was more of a a car guy and things like that. And then, Geek is chic, join us. Uh, but then I found, like, things I that like I can relate to. everything is inherently nerdy, though. Like, you can yeah. be really geeky about anything. True, It's yeah. just, like, your level of interest into something. Yeah, like, I think cars are a super geeky thing to get into. Right. Building stuff, you know, like, metalwork. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. You might as well be out, like, doing art. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. It is yeah. art. Yeah. Metalworking is art. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like... But then also, I mean, you what's know. the difference to me is the only thing, like, if you're making a, a sculpture of Samus or a car. Yeah. You know, what's, yeah, what's the difference? True. But then, you know, the typical, what they call nerdcore stuff yeah, yeah. also ties into everything. I mean, because you have, yeah. like, you know, for lack of better reference, you have Initial D, you got Wong Gone Midnight, you oh, got yeah. all that stuff. You know what I mean? I like those things because I like the cars in them and whatever. So it kind of still ties in then being around these guys. He's always sending me stuff. He's like, oh, you got to watch this. And I watch it. I'll be like, how do I not know about this shit? Just, it's amazing. And then I won't watch anime for like up three weeks and he'll send me something else. I'm like, here, watch this. So I kind of get pulled in. The whole video game thing, though, I'm just not really good at him. Yeah. So I get frustrated. He has seen One Punch Man. I have seen One Punch Man. I film. haven't. Oh, I haven't. my God, bro. You're fucking I up. have it. It's so what if there's hype time. on it? Let the hype wash all over you and enjoy it. One Punch Man is so fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, so been, fucking fire. I've been waiting. I'm working through some other series. I don't think I'm going to make Drop a them all. Dragon Ball. Drop them all. Yeah, skip Dragon Ball. It's not worth it. Yeah. Watch One Punch Man. Let me tell you what happens in Dragon Ball. 
Uh, a lot of nothing. It's pretty dope. The newer Dragon Ball is sick, though. Like, skip up to Super and watch it. Yeah. Or, like, just yeah. watch Dragon Ball Kai. That's actually a really good way to watch Dragon I Ball. I watched that when it came out. And yeah, Kai is, right. Kai is a good way to watch it because it just cuts out the bullshit. Yep. Like, Although, uh, you I don't have to watch them charge for 10 episodes. You get 10 seconds of that, and then they continue right on. It's well, nice. That's the argument I've been making for years. It's just, yeah. You spend, like, 10 minutes in exposition, 10 minutes of charging up, 5 minutes of commercials, and 5 minutes of actually something happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so Kai just cut all that down. It cut something like 900 episodes into like 400. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah. But it's good though. And Super's hella good. Yeah, I've been hearing great things. I've caught bits and pieces from my friends watching it. And the movies are all great too. Like oh, any yeah. any of the movies are all great because they're contained stories and there's no time for tons of exposition and bullshit. They're just like contained stories and like sick fucking fights. So like Dream every lights. single one of the DBZ movies are great. Like, there's not a one of them. Yeah, except for the live action. Oh, doesn't it? Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't that one's great too. No, I love that movie. That I'm was, awarding you one nerd point for putting that out. That was definitely. I I, I love bad. that movie because everyone hates it so much, and it's just that and Death ungodly Note. awful. Like <laughs> that movie and Death Note are fighting for the worst. I refuse. No, to watch I got Death one Note that's movie. worse than both. What's the Green Lantern movie. Worse than Death Note? Have you seen Death Note? Yes. No, Death Note's definitely worse. The Ryan Reynolds is Green Lantern? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't even watch it. I don't know. Death Note's I haven't seen it. Worse. I heard it was really bad and his suit was weird and I just didn't watch yeah. it. It made me say I that I like Green Lantern. Unfortunately, the, the Ryan Reynolds the doing Deadpool too. kind of gave credibility to Green Lantern when he was making jokes about it. Yeah. It makes yeah. you want to see it because he's joking about it. You're like, how bad can it be that the actor's yeah, joking about mm. it? Uh, Oh, we got a spike there on the mic. Yeah, that was a water burp. Sweet. <laughs> so, one of the questions I got for both of you guys that I've had for a while is modding. Now, I know you're probably more familiar with this than you are, sir, but uh, one of the things I do a lot when I game is I'll mod the shit out of my game. Because vanilla, it's kind of boring. You want some sprinkles in there, you want chocolate, you want some strawberries. You just ramp that shit up to 11. Mm. And one of them that I've been doing right now is a synth wave. It's very... Fucking 80s synth music. And it's done by a Bobcat Goldwaith uh, impersonator, which is funny as hell. And there's another one that's Tumbleweed Tunes or something like that, which is done by another celebrity impersonator, and they make a bunch of jokes and stuff. And what is your guys' thoughts on if your music were to appear in a mod? Is that how we, another route you guys would take to get your name brand out there? Is perhaps make a mod, oh, yeah. make a radio station for a video game, and then people are playing their game, they could listen to your music at the same time. But That's a fucking amazing scheme right yeah. there. Yeah. But I'm not uh, technically capable. Well, finding a modder wouldn't be that hard. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Plug yeah. me up. If you're a modder, hit me up. <laughs> Lexlingo at gmail.com. Let's make this fucking happen because that's, that's a fucking great idea. Yeah, yeah I, I was just wondering because uh, sometimes you'll find like... Um, the most prominent artist I've seen out there is uh, Trent Reznor with Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. He does all of uh, the music with no lyrics on it. He has made open source. Oh, yeah. And one of the guys actually did that as a mod is he made a Nine Inch Nails radio station for Fallout 4. Awesome. And so you can go trolling through killing zombies while listening to Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Just no lyrics, but it's open source, so there's no yeah. legal problem. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, That's that funny because that's, I mean, like... What was it Saints Row, GTA, all those games where you have the, all the radio stations or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like after you play those games for a while, I can definitely sing all the songs that come on some of those radio stations. The whole, you know, yeah, all exactly. Through, and have, have no idea who made them or where to find them. But that's definitely a good way to get music out. I mean, 
especially especially because you know you're you're mentally engaged at that point. You know, you're like mm-hmm. driving down the street and you got wave pool going in the background or something like that. Well, you probably wouldn't kill anybody listening to wave pool. I don't know. I remember songs that I know from video games that I don't even remember what video game it's from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They just stick with you though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That would definitely be something that would be that'd be a great way to get music out. An amazing way. So yeah. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that, you know, you guys, you know, being newer tier on the whole deal, you mm-hmm. know, is, you know, get your name brand out there. And one of the best ways to do that is do shit for free. Uh, I used oh, yeah. to hang out with Psycho Stick. I don't know if you heard of them. No. Mm-hmm. They do comedy thrash. Oh, okay. And they're a really cool band. And I was talking to those guys and I'm like, hey, I've seen some of your songs on the internet. I mean, how did you guys get a leak? And they're like, it happens. And of course, Alex is in the background doing this funny little face because their drummer Alex had actually leaked some of their music online oh, to help man. spread their music around. So yeah. people were bootlegging their music, and Psychostick was just sitting there back there rubbing their hands together, going, "They're listening to us." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love seeing old albums and stuff on bootleg sites. It's always a good thing to find yourself on like someone stealing your music, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> they love me." I mean, nobody can get to it. People don't like paying for music nowadays, honestly. That's the biggest thing. So if all of your music is paid for, then a lot of times you won't get those listens. You know what I mean? And plus, I mean, I don't mean personally. I make music for people to listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, I, I don't want to dump all my paycheck into making music and then eat Top Ramen and live in a cardboard box. But at the same time, I would prefer to do something else and make music that people actually listen to. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I mean, money's nice and all. I really like money. But I enjoy making music, you know? Yeah. So if people listen to my music and having people come up and be like, oh, I've heard your song, or like, oh, this is you guys, or seeing somewhere where somebody's downloaded your music, or seeing seeing your album on a random website that you didn't and never even knew existed, yeah. you know what I mean? It's got that bunch of downloads on it. You know, it, it makes you feel good, and it's nice that people are actually listening to the things that you put that much time into, you know what I mean? So, because I know, fuck, dude, when we were making Wave Plus at your house like every fucking day for like three months straight, yeah. just locked in a room. So after you put that yeah. much work into something, to just have people actually sit down and appreciate it is, is, I mean, it almost makes it worth it. But it, my, it sounds quite complimentary, you know. It's like, like people yeah. are actually like ghosting out there, and like, oh, I'm downloading that shit, and then you stumble across it. You're like, oh my god, 583 people downloaded my music. Yeah, yeah. like, and beyond that, someone took the effort to figure out a way to steal it off of SoundCloud yeah. and then <laughs> upload it to this website. I'm like, damn, they went through a lot of effort for yeah, that. And I'm yeah. super proud. Like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, kudos to you, whoever did that. It's not that hard. I don't though. support. Yeah. Musical theory, buy our music. No, buy, buy our music or send us an email. <laughs> or something like that. It's out there. Right. Like I mentioned earlier, Psycho Stick, uh, they had a, a lot of issues with the RIAA back in the past. Mm. They, they were talking about how the RIA works in the backgrounds. You guys also seem to be in the same camp as Psycho Stick. Like, hey, I'm making music. I want people to listen to it. If they pay me, great. But it doesn't yeah, belong to anybody else. The only thing I want people to pay me for is shows. I yeah. don't feel like shows are a free thing. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of effort yeah. doing a show. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's it. That's different to me. Like yeah. music itself, the music is like free. Like it might as well be free to me. Like sometimes if we press it up or whatever, like I'll try to get the money back that we yeah, that put into pressing it or whatever. But beyond that, I'd rather just give it all away. Mm. Have it get out there. Have people's ears get onto it and have them start talking about it. That's the most important thing anyway. Mm. Yeah. Like word of mouth. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, the concert I went to that you guys did, like, a couple of my friends were there, and they had never heard of you guys. And I'm like, yeah, just wait until they come on. It's going to be fucking epic. And, like, my buddy English went up to go talk to you guys afterward, and it was like, 
yeah, he completely was like, dude, I gotta get a copy of that. And we talked to them. And, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I mean, yeah, and that's the thing about putting on a good show, too, is like you go and you put all your effort into a show, and we have three more shows that we've gotten off of that show. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a cycle, man. <laughs> that's the struggle hustle. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, like you said, shows, you know, the, all your stress is on you right there when you're on stage. All the eyes are on you. You have to perform right then and there. Mm. Whereas when you're at home cutting the music on the system and, you know, tuning it in to get everything perfect, yeah, you can get up and have a drink. Nobody cares. <laughs> Funny enough, I feel most stress-free on stage at the shows. Like, that's when I could finally stop giving a shit and just do the music and just have fun and perform and just have a good time. And we're just kicking it on stage, laughing and bullshitting and fucking making music. And people are all having fun. Like, that's the easy part. I don't know. It's all really? before that when I'm stressing. The 20 True. minutes before we're on uh-huh. stage when I'm just like, and like an hour before that when I'm like, I gotta poop, I gotta poop. Yeah. And like, it's just like, the, wor- the worst, yeah, the on stage part's the easy part. Yeah. Really, I, I figured it'd be the other way around. But <laughs> nah, okay. We, me and Alex have been performing together since high school. So, like, not necessarily performing like Hula Hoops music or whatever, but like we've been doing theater and things and stuff since high school or whatever. So, it's being on stage isn't new to us. You know what I mean? Like, we've been on stage for forever, whether it was together or separately. So, definitely, like the five minutes, five minutes before set time, when they come and tell you, "Hey, you're going on in five minutes," that's the most stressful part for me because at that point. I'm like, oh, forgot all my lines. Like, I don't, I don't even know these songs. You know what I mean? But then, when like when I get on stage, it's like autopilot. I mean, like, I'm literally up there, and, and there's been we've done shows where I don't even remember what it, what the stage looks like. Like, you know what I mean? You just get up there and you just go, and they, it's nice because the way we work on stage, like you'll see a lot of times. I mean, I have to be on stage, and we'll kind of just like glance at each other and do the same thing. You know what I mean? And it's like we we have really good energy between us, so it's not stressful because I know. If I'm having an issue, Alex will recognize that I'm having an issue, and he's and then he'll give me some support or back and forth. So it's not really a stress situation because you're not up there doing anything that you're not used to doing. So there's this hella good Mike Tyson quote. It was in like it was from the Tyson movie in like 2005. It's just like a documentary about him talking about himself and shit. But he was talking about going up to the boxing ring, and he's like, you know. He's coming up and he's like scared. I'm afraid. I'm afraid he can beat me. You know, I'm afraid he's gonna knock me out. I'm afraid I can lose. I'm 20 feet from the ring. I'm I'm terrified. You know, I'm 10 feet from the ring. I'm horrified. You know, I'm looking around. I see all the people, all the lights and shit. You know, I five feet from the ring. I'm getting there. I'm afraid that you know he sees that I'm afraid. I'm getting up there. I'm in the ring. I'm a god. No one can beat me. And it's just like, that shit has always stuck with me. And like, that's exactly how I feel getting onto a stage. It's just like, you get, you get right there and then you just, your mind turns off and it just happens. Yeah. And like, it's the mode. And it's fun. Man. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. It's shit. fun. Like, like, being able to be up there and just be like, hey, look at me while I have a good time. Hope you guys have a good time too. Like our job is literally to make people have fun, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, nothing feels better, you yeah. know, than knowing that you just brought some a good time to someone else. Like everyone, everyone's in the crowd, just like, oh, you're yeah. like, man, we're all having a good ass fucking time right yeah. now. Like this is the shit. This is that moment. Like yeah. to be that moment of a night just feels good. Man, I can't remember the last time I've seen someone do a stage dive where it wasn't like a metal concert or something. You guys just did that. <laughs> I was like, holy. Shit. I wouldn't really consider mine a stage dive. Mine was more like a promptly step off the stage. Alex's was definitely well, a stage dive. <laughs> I mean, you guys had the crowd going. You just brought a lot of energy out. And then some of the groups that came in before you and after and stuff, they kind of were just, they're performing. But you guys, man, were just getting people engaged and running around and stuff. I mean, that's what I always like tell everybody. I'm like, man, they can maybe see our raps 
They can maybe rap as good as us, you know. Maybe they have a real tight dance that they're doing. That they're all put together doing this dance or whatever, but they'll never match our fucking energy. Yeah. Like we have the energy of a whole fucking metal band up there. Yeah. And there's just three of us. Yeah. Me and him and Nick are fucking DJ. Mm-hmm. And like we'll be out there like. I'd be sweaty as fuck after every <laughs> Just drinks. We went so hard at our last show that I fucking threw up immediately after the set. Like, yeah. I was just like, Bleh! I had to jump off stage, cut out the door real quick. And just, Bleh! <laughs> I was like, all right, whoo. That was a big one. It was a good set, though. That set was live as shit. We literally finished the last song. I climbed back on stage. I turned around, and all I saw was the door swinging shut. Now it's just nowhere. <laughs> 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 so I'm on stage. I'm like, uh, we're the hooligans? Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. It was a good night. I guess we'll see you later. I guess I'm the hooligans now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it did. Yeah, that that energy, man, and it, it, it's crazy how much people feed off it. You can you can feel it when you're on stage. When you get up there and you're actually having like a really good show and the energy's going out or whatever, you don't. Of course, it's hard to breathe because I smoke cigarettes, but like you don't, you're not tired. You know what I mean? You don't realize how tired you are because all that energy is bouncing back at you, especially when the crowd's really into the show. And then you get off stage and you're like, "I'm washed." Sorry, that's okay. For those who uh, are listening, yes, there are dogs in the house and they want to chime in on the podcast. Unfortunately, they're uh, they're not nerdcore enough for this podcast. <laughs> dogs lack opposable they're thumbs. They're singing the song of our people, though. Yes, exactly. they are. They are. They're bringing that energy. Yeah, they yeah. are. So, what are some other animes or fandom things you guys would be into? Even just doing one song or throwing a reference into songs, like what's some stuff you guys really pull from? Tech on Tech. Yeah, Attack on Time would be fire. But again, I know this dude, look up IQ, and uh, he got a hella sick-ass Attack on Titan mixtape. It's just like, every time I think of something good like that, I know somebody who did it better than me. So I'm just like, ah, but yeah, look him up, IQ, the Attack on Titan mixtape, that's fire too. What about Macross Plus? Uh, that's when you go look up my homeboy Tech Force. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, everybody got one, man. You're going to have to get I love like, super obscure here. I mean, yeah. Pull something out. Yeah, seriously. Um, I did a really cool uh, Fate beat one time. Uh, like, uh, do you guys know anything about like, Fate Stay Night? Yeah. Like, I, I love the just Fate series. You guys could do like Keiko Common raps. I'm going to do those. But she's a superhero who wears boots, gloves, a mask, and fights the big toenail of Satan. <laughs> and she has like this attack where she flies through the air, but since it's censored, there's just a happy face where her hoo hoo is. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch that hentai common. <laughs> just like this dude. Yeah, you can always do Doji, Legend of Over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tentacle rap. Um, um, we need to make a Legend of Ricky O album. That would be sick. Do y'all know that one? Ricky O, where he's like in the prison. He's just murdering hella dudes in a prison. It's like a, it's a, not an anime. It's like an old movie. Mm. Legend of Ricky O. Look that one up, man. That's look that up. You guys are gonna love it. It's like old school gore film, like super old school martial artsy, high gore. He's like tearing people apart in like the showers and stuff, and like he's just like this. Oh, so where he punches the half the dude's head off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so horrible. That movie's so good, dude. It's like he punches and the screen flips, and you can obviously tell it's not a real head. It looks like a birthday cake when he yeah. punches it. Yeah, it's just the <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. It's like, like old know. school B horror gore, like hella good. I didn't even know the name. I don't know if you guys are into that, but. Uh, a bit. <laughs> it's it's good. I, I love I love laughing and stuff like that. I don't know. Like, You're all sending me stuff. back to cheesy flashbacks of the 80s. 
Because <laughs> there was a lot of movies where they had scenes oh, yeah. like that, you know, where the dude punches it, and you're like, what the hell is that? His stomach? Yeah, blocking? what is that made of? Watermelon? Like, it <laughs> flops and stuff. <laughs> like, what are they made of? Well, no, like from? on, um, oh, what was that one, uh, Chosen One and all the, uh, you remember? Oh, uh, there's a lot of movies. Oh, you're talking about, um, um Enter the Fist? Yeah. Well, not Enter the Fist, um, this Tongue of Fury. Yeah, um, yeah. God, it's... Yeah, you're thinking about Kung Pao. Kung Pao, there we go. You guys seen oh, that Kung one? Kung right? Pao, yeah, I've seen Kung Pao. Like that one, it's like he's breaking arms. It's literally just like a glove with yeah. stuff in it. And it's like a thin <laughs> stick and a sleeve, and it's like, Tuff. yeah. Oh, that's a ninety degree turn. I didn't know flesh could do that. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Cheese gore is the best. Cheese gore and like super old school, like Master of the Flying Guillotine. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, oh, okay. oh, like yeah. that's oh, yeah. one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> Just like he's the, not a nerdy. He's just secret nerd. Bro. I don't That's know. what I just realized. Old school kung fu, old school kung fu flicks are a great place to start, and that's a tongue twister, dude. That's a, that's a pillar of nerddom. Really? Old school yeah. kung fu flicks, absolutely, dude. Yeah, where, where you get like the microphone is just wire fighting. All yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, this is before wire fighting. Really? Right? Where they would like. Uh, I was watching one a long time ago. These guys had learned like these rare martial arts, and one of them was caterpillar style of all things, because I guess inchworms are deadly. <laughs> but like the guy, he and part of his uh, style was to be able to climb up buildings flawlessly. And so all it was is him like putting his hands on a board, but they had tilted the camera, and the board was on the ground. Mm. So he's cr- wall crawling, but you can definitely tell the camera's just turned ninety degrees, and he's crawling on a board. <laughs> it's like the Adam West Batman climbing yeah. up a building. Yeah, I just love how the ropes are just like super slacked out. It's like we could do this. Oh, Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Good. Batman. 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 Those were great too. Mm-hmm. Adam West Batman joints. Oh yeah, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could actually see you guys doing like a Samurai Shampoo, you know, song or something. I'm oh. just gonna bring up that name again, Samurai Shampoo. That was pretty lit. Uh, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I just wish that I, I have complaints about everyone's favorite animes, yeah. but um, my only problem with that show is like I wish every episode in that entire series was like the very first episode. Yeah. Where, like, there's, like, the DJ scratching with the animation, and it's, like, the beats are, like, in throughout the show, and, like, it was such a good concept that I feel just got, like, rushed or something. They forgot what they started with, and it was, like, a completely different show from episode two onward. Well, I feel it's more like uh, Fooly Cooly. Uh, You know, they did that whole freeze frame thing where it's just the anime page and they're voiceovering it, and then they don't do that again until the final. Yeah. They are getting a second season all of a sudden. That is true. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I used to hate on that show. I didn't get it when I first saw it, when they first aired it on Adult Swim and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I came back like years later and finally watched it again. And I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the old Tichi Moyo cartoons. Uh, oh, I love Tichi They lasted Moyo. six episodes before it took a weird turn. True. True. The, the first six episodes were very same pattern. You yeah. knew what was going on. But after they defeated Kagato, it was like, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, and then Harem. Yeah, and then Harold. <laughs> and then the spin-off series of that where it's like his cousin or something ends up becoming third in line or Yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, wow, this one was weird. Yeah, Tinchi yeah. the third. Yeah. Um my favorite uh Toonami era anime was Outlaw Star though. I loved Outlaw Star. Just like magic guns in space. It was like to me, it was like the better version of the space western. Mm-hmm. It did it better to me than Cowboy Bebop did it. Yeah. 
don't know. I love Cowboy Bebop. Me too. Mostly don't, because, don't take that uh, as a slide against Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. it was just, I think that it was my favorite of the space westerns back in the day. I still fucking love Cowboy Bebop. That's like I just deep high on my list. Cowboy Bebop, the humor in it is what really got me mm-hmm. with Ed. Like in the movie, Ed's going door to door. They're looking for the criminal, and then there's like transgender, transvestite thing. It's like, come here, little boy. But I'm a girl. <laughs> Go away. Get out of here. Fuck. Yeah. No. Um. It was actually really solid, and I was super sad at the end of Cowboy Bebop too. Yeah. Like the ending, I was like, damn. Well, you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I was just like, I was hoping there would be like more. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. See, I risk losing my nerd card here, but my favorite anime from the Toonami days, and I think it's the best of all the series of it, is Gundam Wing. I prefer it over uh, Gundam Wing. You should have said G Gundam, and I would have been on your side. Uh, it's I'm, like third on my list. I'm a huge Gundam fan. Huge Gundam fan. For me, it goes Wing, uh, Double Zero, and then G. Oh, you guys could also do Giant Robo. Maybe nobody's touched that one before. Or like Big O. Yeah. No, Giant Robo is like obscure as shit. Is it? No, it, uh, and one of the big things, because Giant O is like Toonami, you know? Yeah, they yeah. Also, that was Everybody like, in their mom knows uh, about it. But, but Giant Robo show. came before that, and like almost the entirety of the show, all the heroes were just getting their asses kicked. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty much the entire that. show is like every that. episode, more heroes die, and all they do is like, well, how do we defeat this great evil? Blah, another one dies. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. Giant Robo. Giant Robo. How old is it? Like 60s era? Uh, No. Actually, late 80s, early 90s. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's got a sweet animation. I like that. Yeah, it does. Animation. It has a great lineup, great cast, and like the only reason Giant Robo himself uh, works is because the main character who pilots it, Giant Robo, is atomic-powered. Where the evil corporation has taken over everything, puts out these little batteries, and everything's powered off those. So when the evil corporation peoples decide to take over the world, they can turn people's power on and off at a whim. Like this one giant robo thing that is on the side of the resistance is empowered by those. So that's the only reason you can still fight. Uh, yeah, that's dope, though. Yeah, but they spend almost every episode getting their asses handed to them. <laughs> Good. I'm excited for that show. Yeah, I'm surprised I've never heard of that. Watching that show is kind of like watching Sam Jackson give a speech about, you know, how they will persevere only to get eaten by a giant shark. Yeah. (laughs) I love that moment. What a good moment in film history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a funny story. I watched Deep Blue Sea last night. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's a good movie. Hive mind. (laughs) (laughs) They're swimming backwards. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait, was the shark swimming? Brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> How was it swimming backwards? I don't know. But you did get the greatest Hello Cool J song of all time out of that movie. What song is that? Deepest Blues by Head of uh, Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. That's a nerdcore song. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be. That's I'm like a nerdcore song, 100%. <laughs> uh, every rap song that was ever made for any movie is a nerdcore song. Yeah. Which yeah. is really strange because now that I'm brought back to music and now we got sharks, there's a dubstep song I've been listening to called Shark Spray. <laughs> where they take Adam West clips of him saying Shark Spray and dump it in the song. <laughs> so so we, we just come full circle. Yeah. Or at least in my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are again. Here the rotation again. is complete. Oh, let's come back to Gundam real quick. Have you mm-hmm. seen Iron Blooded Orphans? I've been trying to catch it. I've got a couple episodes downloaded. I'll be trying to get more That's time. That's a good one. I also like Build Fighters a lot. It's like way more whimsical I and like fun. I actually bought one of the models for it. Oh, I have shit tons of Gundam models. Like, What's your favorite Gundam though of all the series? Like, you had to pick just one that you got to pilot or just have. I would say I like to pilot Rei Asuka. 
I know it's the wrong anime, but whatever. Giant robots, yeah. things that I could, you know, ride. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> one Gundam. Yeah, pick one Gundam. That's hella brutal. I'd be that windmill Gundam from G Gundam. He's like the super obscure, yeah. like Finland Gundam. He just had a windmill on his chest <laughs> for no reason. It was like, yeah. a, and he could turn into a building that was just a windmill. Did he have wooden shoes too? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they were, I, I had the toy. Yeah, oh, they, they were so ridiculous. I really wouldn't have that though. I would probably go for like the burning Gundam from Build Fighters though. Like okay. the build burning. It was filthy. I love the style of that too. They had it so like you build your Gundam model. Mm-hmm. The show is all about like you build your Gundam model, you bring it, you put it to this table, and then you control it, and that bitch fights other Gundam models. Like that's like my dream. <laughs> if that was reality, that'd be all I do. I wouldn't make no music. <laughs> and I'm like fuck no. I'd have an icy ass Gundam model. I'd be standing in the corner of some like Gundam fight cafe. Like in a swag ass uniform, mm. you know what I'm saying? I'd just be kicking it there, like waiting for somebody to slide by with a model they think is hella icy. Like, what's up? What's up? You trying to battle over here? And they come over, hella sick and shit, and I crush their fucking model. Just <laughs> <laughs> break it, just go back into my corner in the dark and just wait for the next victim. In a perfect world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my dream. If I win a little lottery, that's where I'm going. With it. I don't know. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, just get a little Gundam. I'm going to fund that belt. technology first. We'll figure that out first, and then I'll have my dream after that. Well, if you can be as good a salesman as a solar roadway, guys, because that's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, Road to what, nowhere. <laughs> true. What about you guys? Any Gundams that are your favorites? Any of the animes you remember? I couldn't even name Gundams. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't watch it, didn't care. Jeremy would pilot a helicopter <laughs> that I'd shoot down with my Gundam. I watched Transformers, does that count? Have you guys seen, you guys seen the one-in-one uh, one scale unicorn Gundam they just put up in Japan? Oh, they like took down the one-in-one one scale RX-78, like the original well, yeah, version damaged, of Gundam. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was like old and shitty and yeah, it they wasn't didn't... dope looking. And then they put up this sick-ass fucking unicorn, it lights up and transforms and shit, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's out of hand. Yeah. Now, if I had to pick one though... All time favorite, Tall Geese version three. Oh yeah, the three is good. Yeah, they actually just released a master grade of that model, and it looks amazing. Ah, it looks my wallet leaps because yeah, it yeah, knows it's yeah. heavy. <laughs> that's a, that's how I feel when they drop those fucking one in four, uh, no one in six scale NECA Ninja Turtle movie replica figures that are like this fucking big, mm-hmm. and they just look exactly like the second movie fucking Ninja Turtles. They're amazing. They're amazing. I want those, but they're like two hundred dollars a piece. So, it's going to be a while before I find 200 random dollars to waste on a fucking tall Ninja Turtle, but... A tall chunk of plastic. Yeah, someday I will, though, I tell you. No, nah, the, the one I saw, uh, my uncle was in Korea for a while. He sends me this picture from a mall, and it's Master Gundam. So he uh, stands about six foot four. Damn. <laughs> just fully, everything's all detailed out, and, like, you hit the button on the thing, and the little hand just closes. Oh, dope. Fucking let up. I'd have had to try to steal that. I'll go to jail forever for it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is mine. Come up out your Gundam statue. And like, who oh, is this American man? <laughs> you get him I'd hollow down and wear it like armor. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, exactly. Oh, it'd be beautiful. I'm, like, I'm sorry as I steal it. <laughs> Start running away. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking sorry. Mother, forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> you did this she too. would, too. She'd be like, it is dope, though. <laughs> you made it back to America, all right. It is dope, though. <laughs> if I made it back, all right, you know. My mom would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> 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 what did you do this time? 
Yeah. I don't know. Anything else on your guys' mind? Uh, any like other five minutes pushed so fast. That was sick. Yeah. We're hoping to get some videos done for this Z tape. We're having a good time. We wanna, yeah. If we're trying to wrap up the Z tape talk, we're yeah, trying yeah. to get some videos oh, done. Oh, yeah. Back to Z tape. Talking to a guy about um, getting some animated videos done. But we're just trying to cut chunks of Dragon Ball Z and maybe look like they're rapping our parts to these songs. And if we can make that happen, it's going to be key. And we're going to try to release it in like DVD format. We got this guy, Daniel Hill. Who's like this super fucking amazing artist from the UK? Mm-hmm. He has like this cool like King of the Hill swag looking style. Like I love his art style, and he did our Wave Pool album cover. Nice. I like and that. so we got him to do this Z Tapes album cover as well, but we got it in like a sideways poster format. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to release it in like an old school DVD with the videos and the songs as like one solid unit. That's our like plan for release. So mark those like words. It. I'm trying to say it somewhere official so we really go through with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Lester plan, and after we get this edit done, people will know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could actually, uh, if you guys wanted to, like, unveil the art on this, if you'd be down with that, mm-hmm. we need to unveil the art for the Z-Tape soon. Sure. I mean, if y'all wanted to be the ones, we could put, like, your sure. exclusive unveil the art moment. But then you'd be out there forever. That's fine. Yeah, I guess the project is going to come yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be out there forever. Regardless. I just want to keep it on my computer myself forever. Yeah, for no one to yeah. ever have. Nah, nah I didn't. Nah. I'm oh. trying to get posters. I'm trying to get t-shirts and that shit. It's so filthy. He did an amazing yeah, job. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, Daniel Hill, Danji's Designs. Look that up. Anybody on this listening to this right yeah. now, Danji's Designs. Did amazing he does job. Super affordable work. Super good to work with. Kind guy. And like, I came at him with the weirdest fucking idea. And then he was just like, yeah, I could probably draw that. And he comes back like three weeks later with just a fucking big ass, detailed ass poster. Yeah. Full color and shit. Like amazing. Nice. That's good work. But that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty now, awesome. Considering our the majority of the people who actually listen to us, and we're hoping you guys will spread this around so you, yeah, your people could hear you guys' interview about this. But, um... We do a lot of stuff on tabletop gaming, D&D, Vampire the Masquerade, stuff like that. What is your guys' general experience? Play any of the crap games? Riffs. I play a shit ton of riffs. My brother has like every single riffs book there is. And since Sorry. I was like 15... Urge to regurgitate. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you, you brought the R word. Oh, riffs. <laughs> yeah, other people don't like it. But like I yeah. played a bunch of... I played a bunch of like old D&D too, but then I just moved on to riffs. And I like riffs because like... You could just put any book into it, and it's like a very standardized system, and like everything works from the Palladium fucking universes. Yeah, as, as far as a mixed match uh, system. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You'd be like, oh well, I've got Palladium fantasy, and I want to play a knight on this. Well, man, bring it in the rest. Yeah, exactly. Or, oh, I'm playing a knight spawn. Ah, hell, bring it in the rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's even a Ninja Turtles game. Mm-hmm. On that. And That's old school. Sweet. I used to have that book. Really? With the BioE. Yeah, uh, yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah, I want that. I've seen it online. Like, I was hella sad. But... My uh, wackiest one I've done in Rifts, and I kind of wish I was playing that character in a different group because I got shit on a lot, was a mini monkey, about six inches tall, fallen Cosmo Knight. Oh, damn. <laughs> so he's got a 1D10 or 1D4 times 10 mega damage little energy sword. <laughs> Yeah, I had, um, I was like that. I can't remember what the fucking class is called, but the last Rifts game we played was probably like four years ago. My brother usually like is the GM for all that. Yeah. But he's playing like a D&D game right now that's been, that campaign's been going for fucking ever. And like when he's done with that, eventually we'll get to join, start a new game up. But the last dude I was was like a, a dinosaur dude, like a half 
dinosaur and then like I rode for all my attributes bro and I was just so ugly and like short but I was like hell strong and then like he had a mega damage fucking jaw bite and it was a 2d4 times 10 mega damage just bite so I was just yeah. walking around biting everything I was like what's up with this uh, house what's this made of he's like what do you mean <laughs> I'm like the building we're in right now what's it made of he's like I don't fucking uh, metal I'm like I bite it why? <laughs> How would you do? I, I'm biting it. Is there like a support structure? Can I see support structures? I'm biting them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about your experience with riffs, but with me, uh, one of the reoccurring themes that always happens has been in more than one group is plasma weapons indoors. Bad idea. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, I've had that experience in riffs as well. Sweet. Yeah. So it's um, not just my groups. No, no. Uh, everything always devolves into chaos. Like every oh, riffs yeah. game I've ever had. That's also kind of why I like it, just because it's kind of like anything goes. And we always end up just destroying our entire game. Like, all of our characters are either dead in six months. Well, that's or like, we've, um, like, literally destroyed the world we were living in. Everything my Rift brother is trying and to half, build, like, man. his game. Have you read that one? Huh? Rifter Nine and a Half? No. Um, I avoid having to read the books. Okay, they do, they do uh, a side thing pictures. called Rifters. <laughs> Yeah, and these yeah. issues cover pretty yeah, much all the Yeah, he has a shit ton of them. They're actually yeah. a lot bigger than I thought they were going to be. He's like, mm-hmm. The Rifter's a magazine they drop all the time. Yeah. And then I see them and it's like a little book. It's like a little book. Yeah. yeah it's like 100 pages almost. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. Uh, the one in Nine and a Half, that was their April Fool's edition, and they had a bunch of adventures just like you're talking about, like the NGR must pay, the Coalition must pay, <laughs> Atlantis must pay, and all the campaign hook, line, and sinkers was just, let's go over there and destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, I love that kind of stuff. I'm into campaigns like that. My brother always has, like, meticulously planned, like, places we're supposed to be going and things we're going to do along the way and, like, an end game and a plot, but we always just ruin it, kill off, like, main characters. And he's like, why would you shoot him? (laughs) He was important. I'm like, you know, Yeah, just uh, never done that before. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too fun. Uh, Eventually, he makes me just, like, only play, like, neutrally aligned characters. I can't be, like, chaotic anything. He's like, no, you're going to be good. You're going to be a good person who makes good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I don't know. Here's an idea for you guys to steal, though. If you ever do D and D, I've always wanted to do a bard who's an android, and of course, give a cheesy name like MP3. But his whole thing is doing sexual innuendo power ballads. <laughs> so, like, and of course, player characters always go into a tavern. They always hook up with a whore, and I want to wait like five minutes afterwards and be like, okay, Mr. GM guy, sir. I go kick in his door and sing a power ballad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm singing. What do I roll? <laughs> I'm going to make love to you, woman. Power ballad. With an android wiener. He yeah. would, too. Yeah. An android won't get tired. Just just run around singing power ballads all over the place. In, yeah. Just a speaker in his chest. <laughs> just, just don't even sing that. It's just popping out of his chest at all times. Or that, that's the bass Dick for... Just uh, one of those machines that just... Jump, 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 jump. No, no, that, that's for the bass... Which resonates yeah, from this whole planet of Funkatron, oh. right? So it just channels the funk. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hits you in the chest. <laughs> His sonic ability would just leave funk waves rippling <laughs> through the landscape. I remember, he's like a car at that point. When that thing goes, the whole thing vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> he just rattles the bolts off the fighter's uh, armor. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, actually. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to drag you into nerddom. Yeah, I'm. Like I said, I'm just. I don't know. I guess always down for the cause. Yeah, I, I, I do fun stuff. If it's entertaining. I do it. I just don't. I just said I don't put a lot of time into very certain things. I do everything, not one thing a lot. So. Yeah, that's what I've noticed too. Like I'm not a huge like fan of stuff. Yeah. I like like 
pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, get super, super deep into shit. I can never drop more than, like, 50, 60 hours into a game. I'll just lose interest mm-hmm. and just move on to the next one. There's just too much going on all the time. My ADD is too fucking bad to be, like, a really deep fan of anything. Well, it's kind of like walking in the Basket Robins and only eating the Rocky Road when there's 30 other flavors that you Yeah, I'm saying I want to buy everything, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And that may mean that I never, you know, enjoy the fullest depths of that Rocky Road's flavor. But, you know, at least I got to taste everything else all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've gone too deep on Star Wars. Like, I'm in debates about lore versus canon and the old story and the new story. I'm just like, ah. I just started reading EU comics, like, pretty recently. I just pushed through, like, Legacy and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Rogue Squadron. And uh, they're both awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I like I like the old EU. I'm kind of sad it's gone now that I've actually started reading more of it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the weird parts about the old EU and Star Wars, uh, right after the first trilogy came out, pretty much anybody could write anything or publish anything. And Lucas, being the artist he was, was like, oh, sure, yeah, it's part of the movie. Yeah. The galaxy is a big place. Yeah. A lot's going on in the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. So, so go ahead, write some books, make some stuff up, and I'll just put my seal of approval on it. But then things kind of got weirder and weirder and weirder, and eventually Lucas was like, "Ah, oh, guys, calm down, <laughs> tone man. it down, tone yeah. it down." I mean, I actually like the new movies and everything too, though. I'm not like I said; I don't get I don't get super deep into stuff, so I'm never mad about anything. Yeah, I just I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I even like like the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Like that's honestly what put me onto being a fan of Star Wars. I'll tell you what; they're all better than Star Trek. No, nah, man, I love Star Trek, too, actually. Like, Star Trek is lit. We, we've had this debate before, and I already told you, you know, yeah. Star Trek was a social commentary. Yeah. Star Wars is sword and sorcery fantasy in space. Yeah, yeah. it's a space opera. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, it, um, I mean, Star Trek is just, like, more like, how could you not be a fan of, like, Star Trek? <laughs> it's like, I've tried. I did the whole Deep did, Space Deep Space Nine. Deep thing, Space Nine's pretty good. And I, I've, I've watched the original series all the way through. And gen, uh, Next Generation, I get lost. I'm always just like, eh, I'm bored. But you for me, it's... in your life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, bro, um, good captain, bro. Even or jump back. Even if like I even like the really old Star Trek, like yeah, the, the original uh, series. Yeah, the Shatner series is hella funny. That like, shit's fucking hilarious. Like, they're it. bad actors, and the stories are weird, and, like, mm-hmm. the effects are terrible, and he kisses every alien bitch he comes across. That was mm-hmm. the whole point of Star Trek, was just to fly him around. With yeah, yeah. 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 he was trying to get down with all the alien broads. He was like, we gotta find to what's fuck. going on in the galaxy. To fuck where no man has fucked before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As one good. comedian put it, you know, even Bones would be like, oh, Jim, no, she's got hoses in her head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, we have to test these mm-hmm. as a yeah. team. <laughs> Everyone grab a hose. <laughs> Sorry, Spock. I have to do this for the Federation. Yeah. <laughs> Only way for peace. Yeah. Um, you don't like the new Star Trek movies? Not particularly. The f- They're live, dude. There's lots of explosions and explosions. bad acting. Yes. <laughs> you know? That's pretty much what makes movies for me, man. As long as shit blows up and fucking yeah, as long as there's like a chase scene yeah. or two, a motorcycle like fast a, car, I'm good. Something blows up. Like it, there's a time and place for everything. It's just like True. it's just like bad music, man. Like I like party music and shit like that. Just because like there's a time and place for it. I'm not. Yeah. If I want to listen to some cerebral ass music, I'm gonna go listen to some cerebral ass music. If I want to watch like a good ass thriller, I'm gonna watch Seven and feel mm-hmm. weird about myself. 
You know, and then like if I want to watch mindless fucking movies, I'm on that Transformers. I'm seeing them things yeah. explode. I'm watching Mark Wahlberg have a gun sword. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> wait to be honest, best part of that movie. Yeah, it's a freaking gun sword, Optimus. <laughs> Where did you freaking get this? And then like when the no, the best part of that movie is when like his daughter is getting taken away in the car, and she's like hella softly hitting like the the back window because like the car is tilted backwards, and she's like <laughs> stuck on the back window of the SUV, and she's like save me. Daddy, save me! And he's like, no! And I'm like, bitch, open the door! It's <laughs> like, what are we all doing here? Like, I know, she's like, a yeah, I was like, I know every single car got one. Like, you could get Trial lock was on. Save me, Daddy! It was good though. Trial locks, yeah. yeah. I'll be the one laughing when people die and stuff in the theater. My girlfriend hates seeing movies. With me. <laughs> I yell at the screen. I'm like, get the fuck out of there! Yeah. I get excited about stuff. I'm excited with time. It's that energy we were talking about. Let's yeah. go back full circle. Yeah. <laughs> circles and circles by now. Come to a Hula Hoop show. We'll sit on stage and laugh through movies. Yeah, that's what right. we do. We're trying to get our projector game back on point. True. So we can get our visuals going while we're uh, doing our shows. Step the game up a little bit. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to. There's always room to wrap it up. Yeah. True. True. Always. That's the one. Yeah. After I'm, that, we'll get like live strippers. <laughs> You know, like a portable pole or something, weighted, concrete. Uh, unfortunately, this is yeah, <laughs> really hard to get those strippers that are clean now. No plugs. Yeah, no plugs. No plugs. <laughs> We're plugging everybody else. <laughs> it almost came out. Of yeah, right. oh. I'll, I'll explain that one to you guys later. That oh. is bad for the That'll podcast. be off the record. <laughs> off the record. Yeah, yeah that's... Plead the fifth on there. I'll be sure to pause. Wink, wink. Just out of nowhere, you're like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it, Tim. Don't try to stop this. It's already been done. It's just we haven't got there in the timeline yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Speaking of timelines. Yeah, timelines. Oh, man. That just, it brought um, Mortal Kombat to mind. Oh, Mortal Kombat, what was it? Yeah, like 9 was it a reboot, basically. And it's like, what was like in the future, bro? <laughs> I liked it, actually. I thought they it had was dope. Yeah, I just like everything is what I realized. Everybody I, says I'm a hater, bro, and I hate on everything, but I also love everything. Yeah. You, you love everything, but you are more vocal about those little things you don't like about Yeah, yeah, stuff. I'll tell you That's what I don't like about it, but I love everything. Alex will fucking destroy something for 30 minutes, and you have you thinking it's the worst thing in the world. He's like, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, but I fuck with it all. Like, what? <laughs> like, like man, the pizza was soggy, and they forgot this, forgot this, but it's a good ass pizza. Yeah, but I'm like, but honestly, it wasn't yeah, a bad pizza. But I'm not, it up, it yeah. was like a burrito. <laughs> not hungry anymore, so. I've just been trying to find the positive and stuff, you know? Nah. I actually, uh, that, that Mortal Kombat X, XL is like my favorite Mortal Kombat game at this point, because they put a Predator in it, bro. Really? <laughs> Yeah, they dropped Jason a Predator in a Mortal Kombat game. I was like, it's over. And they got the Xenomorph in there. I was like... <laughs> and Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. And Voorhees and Michael Myers. Dude, Voorhees' special ability is awesome. You can defeat him. And if you hit the button combo thing just right, your superpower and all that shit. I'm not exactly sure about how the combo goes off, but he just gets back up yeah, again. Yeah, he just gets back up. He's like practically <laughs> unkillable. <laughs> I'm just like, there you go, dude. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I finally won, and he just gets back up. Fuck yeah, this I'd game. Yeah, I'd the fuck up. <laughs> One of the 
the best parts too about the new Mortal Kombat lineup is how mature they've gotten with the storyline. It's a lot more in depth with the storyline. That's like, what I thought too. Was like a cheesy movie, and yeah. now they're like everybody's got a reason to be involved. There's all these like plots and plans in the background. Yeah. And when you roll it out and you play storyline mode, you're just like, wow, this is pretty in-depth and the writing is actually It was like a, a fucking better. movie. I loved it. it. I was mm-hmm. like, damn. And I, I was glad that I, I waited to play it until XL came out because I was like, man, this is WB. They're about to drop this fucking game. They're about to wait six months and fuck you with the one that comes with all the DLC for the same price. And sure enough, there comes XL six months later and I was like, ha ha, fuckers, I win this time. <laughs> yep. And I copped it when it uh, was like 30 bucks. I waited until XL was cheap. I was like, that's what you get, motherfuckers. You get $30 for that and a DLC. <laughs> that's the price I pay for being an elitist. 60 plus DLC costs. I suck. What, PC? No, I, I bought it uh, for PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you mean elitist? Just day one in it? Day one, all the DLC, like seasons pass, all yeah. the neat shit. I'm like, give me all the bells and whistles. I do all that shit. I just wait. I wait on a lot of games. I'm big on like trading games in. I love having like a cycle of games and just like money at GameStop sitting there. So if something comes out, I'll just wait till it's cheap and then I'll get it. Why and then move? like if there is anything that's like super big, I'll buy it like first day and then go trade it in like like beat it as fast as I can and then go trade it in for as much money as I can get off of it and like I have hella points on my GameStop shit too. So like in all reality I get hella shit off of it. And it's mm-hmm. like I would have just had that game sitting there doing nothing. Like I never trade in um anything like older than PS three era. Like, all that sh- PS3 and everything new like that, I'll trade in. But anything older, I have, like, a GameCube collection that's off yeah. fucking chains right now. No, that's, like, back in the day when I was collecting all the Final Fantasy games. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they were really hard to find, and everybody's so busy with their N64s and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I wanted some old Final Fantasy fix. And now that shit's fucking impossible to find, too. Those are so mm-hmm. hard. A lot of the Final Fantasies are. Yeah. Like the early Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo ones. I looked out at a store one time. I'm walking along and I look over and I'm just like, three ninety nine, mine. And I picked up the original NES copy of Final Fantasy. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I got a fucking Skies of Arcadia Legends, which is like a pretty rare uh, GameCube game. It's like an RPG mm-hmm. about like sky pirates. I fucking love that shit. That's like one of my favorite. It's good games concept. Everyone wants to be a sky pirate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, and you get your own ship, and you get to upgrade your ship. And you stuff, get to fly and, and chase the booty. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can do everything. And um. I just walked into this store one day, and this dude didn't know what he had or something, because, like, it didn't have a case either, though. It was the only problem. I had to buy a case separate, but, I mean, that's, like, $12. Cases are cheap as fuck. Yeah. But the disc itself, this dude had it in there for, like, 70 bucks, and I was like, I'll give you 50 for this. But, I mean, the game in the case will be selling for, like, 130 140 Like, uh, a year ago, it was selling for, like, 200 something I was like, I'll never get this fucking game. And so I found it for 50 bucks. Talked to me for 50 bucks. I was like, yeah, sucker. I walked out of it, like... And gold. Yeah, there are days like that. I also have my my days where there's a game that comes out and I just can't resist, even though every impulse I have in me says don't do it. But then I walk out with like the super fuck you collectors mega uh, yeah. Screw your entire family and your dog too box. And I'm like, I got Saints Row 4 in the giant box. Screw you all. I'm going home. And I did it just for a piece of plastic. You know, yeah, exactly. Five inches in diameter, but there's all this other crap in there. And he's like, look at my box. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I keep getting caught is I'm like a collector's edition nut. Well, before I gave up on console gaming, I've joined the PC Master Race now. Ah, yes. I have many friends who've done yeah. exactly that. It's a sad day. I'm still playing Sega Genesis. <laughs> 
Hey, there are a lot of good games for Genesis. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Got some altered beast action going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dreamcast. Yeah, the separation anxiety. Uh, Spider Man. That's like the best Spider Man game. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it was like, or like Maximum Carnage, I guess, actually. I actually have that in room right now. Huh? I have that right now. Maximum Carnage? Yeah. That shit's lit. Just looked up for my TV. In my but do you have Tournament Edition 95? Because I'll slap you right now on some NBA I, Jam. Yep. In NBA Jam. Tournament edition, bro. Give me the Sonic. I, I will shrimp camp you all day. Is the only thing I'll put up at least a hundo. Shrimp camp all threes. NFL ninety five though. My spin oh, button okay. game. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my tournament edition. Spin it all the way down the field. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Super Sonics ninety five shrimp camp boy. Yeah. That sweet spot on them threes, right at the top of the key. I got it all day. In all honesty, I played that game the other day, and I used to be really good at it. I fucking suck at that game. I don't think I could ever suck at that game. You can put it in right now and I'll fucking slap any one of you guys. I'm horrible at it now. Me and Tournament Edition are best friends. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I once had a best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left you for Tournament Edition. <laughs> Breaking up is so hard to do. <laughs> it left me for a box in the garage. You killed your friend? Hmm? Did you kill your friend? I was talking about the Sage Genesis. Oh, he left me for a box in the garage. <laughs> I put him in pieces <laughs> into the freezer. His head's still there. I talk to him every once in a while. Go <laughs> put car fresheners around him. We're still friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm a good guy, right? Yeah. We're friends, right? Give me a hug. Shake my hand. Do a secret handshake. <laughs> All right, so we are near the end of the one-hour mark. You guys want to... Shamelessly plug yourselves or anything else again? Um, yeah, fuck. Hold on. Uh, everything. Yeah. Basically, on any platform, backslash Hooligoons Music, and you're going to find us. Facebook. Twitter. Twi- Instagram. Twitter. Inst- well, yeah. we don't put that on Instagram. Yeah, so <laughs> but we will soon here. Yeah. Face- Facebook and um, SoundCloud would probably be the best way to keep up with the music right now. Facebook will lead you to the SoundCloud anyway. Anyway, so just facebook.com backslash Hulu's music. It's up there. Soundcloud.com backslash Hulu's music. You can get Waveful on SoundCloud to stream it. You want a copy of it, you can uh, follow the link on the Facebook or you can go to Hulu's.com and get it off the Bandcamp. Um, I got a bunch of solo music going down right now, too. At, uh, don't let him say that. Soundcloud.com slash Lex Lingo. He just released a song called Ricochet. Shit's fire. It's my life juice right now. <laughs> have to check it out. It's called Ricochet. We did shout out to Sean Solo, yeah, producer. Uh, this guy, I met him when I was down in Texas. Um, great fucking dude, beast of a producer. Basically, the best producer I've ever worked with. He's better than myself. I know that for sure. He made me want to quit making beats sometimes. He'd send me beats. I'm like, bro, I'm never making beats again. What the fuck would I even make beats for when I know this dude? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that looks like it's it. Yeah, All thanks for having right, us. everybody. Thanks for, thanks for being hosting us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Hit us up on Facebook, Hooligoons, H-O-O-L-I-G-O-O-N-S. Autocorrect to Hooligans, so click Hooligans. Monteville, Lex Lingo, Phil Bees, West Coast, Ren Nile. Washington. Washington. All right, so we'll be sure to have a link in the description for this one on the Facebook share, and I'll try to get it on Twitter too, guys. Again, thanks for being on, guys. Can't wait to listen to the next album. And, uh, well, we'll see you later, everybody. This is Blasphemous signing off. Goblin out. Goons. <laughs> <laughs> Cue outro music. My name is Vegeta. 
I shoot lasers. I wear sweet armor. Look at me, haters.